Good morning, and we are joined at this time by Matt Fife. He is the Democratic candidate for the 9th Congressional District seat in southeastern Indiana. And good morning to you, Matt. How are you, sir? Good morning. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. I uh, appreciate the chance to get on here and uh, talk to you and talk to viewers. And uh, Matt, for you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, a little bit about your, your background and uh, that type of thing. Yeah, so I am a public school teacher. Uh, I teach at a public high school in Bloomington, Indiana. I also, I live there with my wife and three children. So we have an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. And then um, I am also, I come from a labor household. I grew up, uh, my dad was a railroad engineer for many years in a labor house. And so that's kind of, I blame him for being Democrat in many ways. Um, but I'm a leader in my union nowadays as well. So fighting for good wages, good working conditions, benefits, and retirement. And, uh, of course, you mentioned uh, party affiliation. And, uh, you know, a lot of people reading the tea leaves think that uh, it's going to be a rough go for uh, the Democrats. But uh, uh, where you sit, uh, do, you, do you agree with that? Or uh, what, what exactly are your thoughts on that? You know, I think it depends. Um, there have, it's been very polarized, right, recently in our political environment. And this is my first foray into politics. I've never done this before. And I think part of the reason I'm getting into it is it's been so polarized. Uh, we see policies just not getting done and not helping everyday working people. Um, and so I think if you're somebody who's really worried about policies that are, are help- affecting our neighbors, right, this this uh, the inflation, things that are going on on this national level, um, I think maybe your worry is to get somebody new in there, right? Um, I think there are also many people I've talked to who recently they don't like um, some of the decisions that the Supreme Court has come down with, particularly the Dobbs decision, and then at the state level, SB1, which restricted abortion access. Um, and so I think there's actually a lot of people who are voting for the first time who are who are considering uh, voting against the party they've been with for a while because they feel like that party, the Republican Party, has gone too far with uh, the restrictions to abortion access. And so I actually think it's this weird environment where both parties are, are, are doing well. I think we actually have a lot of momentum going into this. And um, being somebody who's never been in politics before, being a fresh face and having new ideas, I think that actually helps me uh, in both regards. And uh, were there other factors that uh, prompted you to get into the race? There are, yeah. Um, so I, I sometimes tell that story, uh, kind of why I got into this, from my those three backgrounds, those identities about myself. As a teacher, I see policies that aren't helping students. Uh, and these policies, I, you know, I wonder why at the end of the day some of these policies are still around. So, for example, standardized testing. We spend lots of money, and as teachers and administrators and principals, We spend lots of time thinking about our kids and their standardized test scores, when at the end of the day, those aren't helping kids. You know, I've had to cut music programs for kids. Uh, I've seen tens of thousands of dollars being spent on calculators. Uh, I've cut, I'm a math teacher, so I've cut a unit where I teach kids about credit card debt because it doesn't specifically help that standardized test score, right? And so these policies aren't helping kids in the long run. And you think, why are they still there? And it's because we have these politicians who they go to D.C., they go to Indy, to the state house, and they just kind of forget what it's like to be an everyday person, to be on the ground, to talk to teachers, to nurses, uh, firefighters, police officers, the social workers, these people who are 
on the ground and actually doing the work and helping. And so that's the number one thing that got me into this, is just seeing these policies that aren't helping and, and wondering why our politicians feel so disconnected. Um, and the, the other two reasons that I, I sometimes tell people uh, are pretty, pretty quick and easy. As a union, we often tell each other, you can be the change. You know, if you want to see change, you stand up and organize and see if there are enough other people who believe you. Uh, see if there are enough other people who believe in the same cause as you and will stand up with you. And then lastly, I, I mentioned I have three kids. I just want to see their quality of life improve here in Indiana. Um, I want to see them grow up and love southern Indiana as much as I do. I want to see them stay here. Uh, I mean, personally, long term, I want to see them stay here. Um, but even if they go off to college or Peace Corps or military or whatever it may be, uh, I want them to come back and be able to have a great job, to have great health, um, and to not live in a, in a society that's so divided politically that, that really – you know, cares for their neighbor and wants to be here and doing some great things. And so those three reasons combined, just seeing the, the turmoil in D.C. and seeing the policies not getting done to help everyday people, I think that's really made me want to step up and do something about it. Uh, and I specifically mentioned being in a classroom, right? Uh, but, but it goes all the way down to good jobs for people. It goes all the way down to good health care access, mental health care access. Um, it really goes down to inflation and the economy and making sure that our quality of life is really good for, for our neighbors. And uh, you mentioned, Matt, the, uh, the fact that uh, you were teaching uh, credit, and that's something that a lot of people feel is uh, something that really needs to be uh, taught in this day and age. Uh, teach uh, high school kids and uh, maybe even uh, middle schoolers um, how to deal with uh, credit cards and uh, what credit means and that type of thing. So, uh, so that was something that uh, yeah, you had to cut out of your uh, curriculum uh, because of uh, standardized, uh, excuse me, standardized tests. I did, yeah. And it's... Um... And it honestly was my favorite unit to teach. We did a we did a fun project where we looked at what would happen if uh, kids got to pick something they wanted to buy. Uh, back in the day, it was you know a Nintendo Switch. They wanted to buy a Nintendo Switch, and we looked at what happens if you buy it right now versus what happens if you put it on a credit card and buy it later. And just the the extra amount. Sometimes you're paying double um, just because you put it on a credit card. And teaching the kids some of that. Hey, save your money first. Some of the, those values that really help long term and after high school, I think that's so important. Um, but we're not we're not having that. We're and and to be honest, that's just one small section of math class, right? But it's affecting other classes too. So you know, we're cutting some music and art programs where kids get to really, uh, you know, sometimes that's why they're at school. That's why they're, what they're passionate about. Um, we're cutting civics classes at times, right? Health classes. We're cutting some of those things that, that I think students need to really be engaged and to know what's going on. And it, again, it's just not fair to the students. Uh, it's not fair to the, the parents who are getting students there. Um, and it's all because we have, again, I think, because we have these, these politicians who are just kind of, they're up in their tower and they, they, I don't know if they come visit us very often. All right, and then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with Matt Fife. He is the Democratic candidate for the 9th Congressional District seat. We'll have more right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go. 
Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with Matt Fife. He is the Democrat candidate for the 9th Congressional District seat in uh, southern Indiana. And uh, as far as the campaign is concerned, Matt, uh, what has it been like uh, getting out and uh, gripping and grinning and uh, pressing the flush, so to speak? You know, it's been fantastic. Uh, I I mentioned this is my first time running for any sort of office. Um, And I chose a fun one. You know, 18 counties in southern Indiana. Uh, goes from Cincinnati up to Bloomington and now all the way down to Louisville. Um, and so gripping and grinning uh, and, and really getting out there and meeting folks is my favorite part. Um, y- yes, some of us are, you know, from the, the metro Louisville area, right down in New Albany, down in Jeffersonville. Some of us are, uh, you know, u- university professors up at Bloomington. Some of us are just hard workers in rural areas. Um, like Lexington, Indiana, or something like that. And, and just the people I meet in every one of them have such a unique and fun story. And uh, I can say that's my favorite part is really making sure I'm connected and listening to folks. Uh, and I love that aspect of it for sure. And uh, what are some of the uh, things that uh, folks have expressed to you um, on the uh, campaign trail as far as uh, what they see as the top issues in this election? Yeah, I think the number one issue people usually um, talk about with me is the economy in some sort of way. And so if you're a small business owner, sure, gas prices might come up, right? Uh, you're having trouble getting your, your uh, gas and appropriate costs to uh, get out there and actually perform maintenance on a, on a house or something. Um, but a lot of times it's interesting, uh, the way that the economy is brought up, People will say, I'm having trouble finding child care. I'm having trouble getting a mental health access that I can actually afford. And so sometimes it's these kind of larger costs, um, and many times actually it's these larger costs that people are foregoing. You know, they're having to figure out something else to do with child care that's not very easy for them. Uh, they're skipping mental health care access. It's, it's some of these larger costs that, um, that are, are still economic issues. Uh, but they're more quality of life issues, too, that people just aren't having access to. I think that is by far and away the number one thing I hear about from folks. Um, I'd say the second thing, especially recently, is just um, access to reproductive care, um, which could be abortion, but otherwise just people are worried about, uh, particularly I, I often hear from older folks who are worried about their, their young daughters or their grandchildren, um, just the care and access that they're going to have um, and making sure that they're safe while pregnant. And and then a third issue, I often hear about schools, but I think that's particularly because I'm a teacher. People will speak to me about education as well. Um, I don't think people are particularly happy with a lot of the, the schools and the decisions, the policies that have come down about schools in the past 20 years or so. Um, but I don't know if that is a pressing issue always in people's minds. I think that is more of a lingering I know we need good education, and so I'm going to talk to Matt about that because I know he's a teacher as well. Yeah, the fact that uh, you're more or less the uh, the boots on the ground, as they say, and uh, you, have, you have to see it every day. So, yeah, all right. And then um, as far as uh, and, uh, if you're elected, uh, what do you hope uh, to accomplish for your constituents and the country as a whole? Uh, of course, uh, keeping in mind for uh, your first term, the fact that if you're elected, you have, you have to do this again if you uh, choose to run again. That, that is very true. I'd have to do this again uh, during a big presidential year, too, right? Right. Um, so I think the, for the country as a whole, uh, we need some 
need some unity, right? This this kind of going towards extremism isn't working. Um, and so I definitely, I would love to see some um, policy changes that help kind of bring us back towards the middle, whether that be some campaign finance reform, whether that be some third party or rank, rank choice voting, something that gets more people involved in the system and voting, and then making sure that uh, those, those votes are listened to um, as well, that, that our representatives are really down on the ground listening to folks. I think that'd be great. I would love to see, uh, like I said, quality of life and the economy working for folks. Uh, so making sure we have great child care access, making sure that when you go and you work a full day that uh, you can go home and take care of yourself and your family. And uh, personally, I will say, I would love to see education policy reform. So I am an education policy expert. I have a master's degree um, in education policy. And I think it is a place where I'm going to get something done. Uh, you know, you mentioned being a uh, first-year congressperson, right? I think many first-year Congress people, they don't get put on uh, necessarily uh, leadership committees or anything. They don't get to push for a lot of change. And so, yes, I'm going to vote for things, and I'm going to push for change that helps working-class Hoosiers. Um, but at the end of the day, I actually think I can get some education policy accomplished. I think I can help our schools here in Indiana and around the nation. Uh, things like less standardized testing, uh, things like more special education funding from the federal level, and that helps states and localities. Um, because they don't have to make up those funds at the federal level. You know, the federal level puts all these requirements on special education, and for good reason. Everybody should be have a great education, but then they don't always fund it um, in the same way that they should. So funding for special education. I think we need more tech and trade programs, and I, I think we need to push more community, um, making sure that we connect to the community really well as schools, as public schools. I think of a public school as a hub in the community that, that really gets information out to families and students. And I think we've gotten away from that a little bit, and I want to get back to it. And also, if you're elected, how often would you return to the district? Uh, all the time. I've ple- So I've pledged, and I think this is one main difference between my opponent and I, I've pledged to, be, to hold a public forum um, quarterly in each county or sorry yearly in each county and to make sure that i'm back in each county for some sort of events whether that's a a parade and a small lunch afterwards or something or whether that is kind of a larger event like a dinner somewhere um to make sure that i'm back in each county quarterly and so with 18 counties that's uh 18 times every three months this is a bare minimum that i'd be back in the in the district um and again i think that's a little bit different from my opponent who has already kind of been skipping debates, skipping public forums um, here during the general election, uh, has done a lot of fundraisers at a national level, kind of leaving the state to do some of these fundraisers. And that's not me. At the end of the day, I'm going to be here in Indiana, um, and I'm going to be talking to folks as much as possible. And anything else uh, before we uh, let you get back to it, Matt? Um, yeah, I think if you're, trying to, if you're a voter out there who is still a little bit undecided, um, if you're, uh, you know, you sometimes lean Democrat or Republican or Libertarian or Independent, whatever it may be, and you're curious about the race, I think the way I often look at races, I'll at least tell you what I do um, and let you, you know, make your decision and look for it. I often think about, um, is the person capable? Do they have the ability to do the job? And do they have good intentions? 
Um, and I think in both of those categories, I, I do. I think I can get some really good education policy done. I can read and write policy and make sure that uh, we're looking out for our working class people, our, our raising healthy families. Um, that I'm, I'm good with. I have the ability. Uh, I also have the right intentions. I don't take large national money from the party, so I won't be somebody who's beholden to just the party politics. Um, I don't take large money from lobbyist corporations, so I won't be beholden to that sort of thing either. Um, and I, I really, this is my first time doing it, and I'm here getting into this for students and neighbors. Um, and I think when you look closely at me and the other options on the ballot, I don't know if ever, all the other people check those same boxes. And so um, I think that is my kind of last thing I'd leave you with is, I uh, hope to earn your vote between now and, and November 8th, or on November 8th, if you're a day of voter. All right. Well, uh, Matt Fife, a Democratic candidate for the 9th Congressional District seat in southern Indiana, we appreciate your time. Uh, good luck to you. Uh, stay safe out on the campaign trail, and uh, we will uh, maybe uh, possibly uh, talk once again in the future. Absolutely. I'd love that. Um, I really appreciate the time this morning and uh, accommodating some of my my hectic schedule and making sure I can still get those kids to the bus too. So have a, uh, thank you for having me on and I hope to talk to you in the future as well.